Fred Film Radio. This is Cristiana Palmieri for Fred Film Radio in conversation with Kim Petalas, the director of the British Film Festival. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. Chris. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Yourself, all good? All good, all good. So it's um, very exciting to be here again to talk about the British Film Festival, which this year is the 10th edition. I would like to explore with you um, how this festival has grown over the years. Look, the festival, uh, just over 10 years ago, I thought about putting together a British Film Festival because I saw uh, the potential of British films um, across Palace Cinemas. And when we had films like, you know, the the Marigold Hotel um, series and films like The Queen and uh, The King's Speech, they were just incredibly successful. And I felt if we package um, all the best of the uh, the British films that are forthcoming in one festival and also um, look back on the history of British cinema with a retrospective, we could have something very, very special and you know, and I've been very fortunate. The festival has grown enormously in stature um, over the last um, 10 years, and every year has been bigger than the year before. And last year really established the festival as one of the biggest festivals across the um, the Palace Circuit. I think we had uh, nationally over 100,000 um, admissions, which is like filling the MCG, which is quite incredible. Oh, wow. This is a big achievement. <laughs> yeah, no, we're absolutely thrilled with the festival. Oh, that's that's great to hear, Kim. And I have to say that this year's lineup, uh, it's very, it's great. I mean, it presents a formidable selection of films uh, from renowned British filmmakers, actors. There is a, a film for any taste and includes also documentaries. And the majority, um, correct me if I'm wrong, are Australian premieres, right? That's correct. The majority are, and there's some absolute standouts in this year's festival. So tell us about the program and uh, your highlights. Look, uh, we're very fortunate that that we opened the festival with a wonderful film, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Um, It's just a a very heartwarming, uh, very beautiful film to look at with a great performance by Leslie Manville. And there's also uh, a fantastic support uh, performance by Isabel Haber, uh, the film's got colour, fashion, uh, wonderful, um, you know, scenery of Paris. And it's just a heart-moving, heart-warming, moving film. And I think the audiences are going to really um, enjoy that film. And the closing night film is uh, the new film from the working um, title film, the, uh, the working title group that, you know, have given us some great films like Four Weddings and a Funeral and Love Actually. And this is their their latest film, um, and the film's titled What's Love Got to Do With It? Um, it's a great romantic, uplifting film uh, with a, a very, very funny performance by um, Emma Thompson, very different to the way we saw her in um, uh, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. And uh, Kim, choosing an opening night film and a closing night film is always uh, a specific choice uh, uh, by the uh, festival director. Why did you choose these two films for opening and closing? I think both are, are crowd pleasers. And I think that, you know, coming out of COVID, I think people want a, um, you know, a great experience at the cinema. And both those films um, are uplifting, heartwarming films and I felt that they were the ideal films um, to launch the festival with. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because uh, 
um, when I was uh, browsing the program, uh, I have to say that uh, the um, uh, opening night film, uh, uh, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, uh, captured my attention uh, because I've never heard of this novel because I understand the film is based on the, a novel published by Paul Gallico in 1958 and uh, is the first in a series of four books. And I never heard about it. So I just wanted to read more. And it's a very interesting uh, um, series of books. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that there's going to be more films, um, you know, that are made, um, you know, from um, Gallico's work. And um, But, you know, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. When I saw it, it was uh, an absolute no-brainer to launch the festival with that film. It was just the right film. Yeah, yes. I, I, I'm sure it will be a, a great success here in Australia as well. Um, so, Kim, let's explore other films presented uh, uh, in, in this year's selection, um, t- tell us more about other uh, features and documentaries as well. Look, there's some standout films in the festival. I mean, we've got the other uh, sequel to the very popular uh, Fisherman's Friends um, from uh, two or three years back, and this is Fisherman's Friends 2. Again, it's, um, you know, the, the, the cast is reunited again with um, seeing the sea shanties and great scenery and um, just a, a good, fun, rollicking film. Um, there's also a wonderful film uh, from um, Martin McDonough, uh, who made um, you know uh, three billboards um, a few years ago. But this film um, is a really um, a special film starring Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleeson. It's the team that brought us um, the um, uh, the film in Bruges, um, you know, ten twelve years ago. And again, um, it's a it's a buddy story about a break broken relationship. And um, it's a dark comedy. It's got some incredibly um, um, funny um, uh, moments in the film. And um, it's also quite dark in places. But it's just a, a wonderful film. And it's a film that I think is going to have um, Academy Award attention um, early next year. Um, there's another mm-hmm. uh, film that was screening um, in the festival, uh, Empire of Light, which is uh, Sam Mendes' uh, new picture with, um, you know, Colin Firth and also Olivia Colman. Again, an absolute standout quality British film um, that you know we're incredibly excited about. There's a film called Joyride uh, with, again, Olivia Colman. Uh, this is a story uh, of, of a, a, a woman and a, a young boy who's a little bit off the rails, and it's a road journey right through um, um, Ireland, again, featuring great um, scenery and... Um, an incredible relationship between the two of them and how they both um, have challenges in their lives and the way that their relationship um, uh, comes together uh, over that journey. Um, Bill Nye, who's one of the uh, the real festival favourites, uh, returns in quite an incredible film called Living. Um, it's um, set in 1950s London and um, the film looks like one of those pal Pressburger films that you know were from the 1950s. You, you, it was it's even been shot in a in the traditional um, standard Academy frame, and um, the film just the colour about it, the uh, the performances, the sensibility of the film. It's just a a, a wonderful film that I um, thoroughly recommend um, to audiences. And then there's some you know there's a thriller, Rogue Agent, which is a you know, Gemma Arden stars in that film, and that that surprised me actually as to how good that film was. 
And as soon as I saw it, I wanted to have it in the festival. And one film I must tell you about from the uh, the new releases is a film called um, The Lost King, which is uh, Stephen Freer's new film, uh, who made you know some wonderful films, including Oh yes, you know, in- yeah. indeed. <laughs> yeah, he's a brilliant filmmaker, and this one stars um, Sally Hawkins, who I think we remember from Shape of Water and the whole host of British pictures, and also Steve Coogan, and it's a story of um, uh, the woman that uh, ended up discovering. King Richard's Bones in that Leicester car park uh, 10 years ago. So it's a true story and it's an incredible um, film and I, I really think it's one of the other uh, standouts um, of the festival. And there's oh. a couple, there's two or three documentaries, um, you know, Quant, which is uh, about Mary Quant, um, who has been credited with, um, you know, almost inventing the miniskirt. Um, that's a, a really um, great um, documentary with a lot of... Um, um, wonderful interviews with people, including you know Kate Moss. It's a real sign of the you know a, a splash back to the 1960s. Um, there's a a, a great um, documentary about the Lancaster um, uh, plane that was one of the uh, uh, the the reasons that um, you know Britain ended up winning um, you know the Second World War. You know, um, and um, that's a, a great film, and also a documentary about quintessential called quintessentially British. Uh, which um, shows all the traits that um, um, that are related to you know to British people, and um, it features people like you know Judy Dench in the film, and it's just a a great piece of um, what it is to be um, to be British, quintessentially British. Uh, yes, I've noticed this um, documentary in uh, in the program, and. Uh, is interesting because uh, um, a number of uh, actors are features in the uh, British actors are features in the uh, in the documentary, right? Yeah, uh, Sir Ian McCallan's in it. Yeah, or Judy Dench. So you know, there's some wonderful people um, that are attached to it. Um, there is another, as we said at the beginning of this conversation, this is the tenth anniversary of the British Film Festival here in Australia. But it's also the um, another big anniversary, um, and this is uh, uh, reflected in the retrospective that you have selected for uh, um, to be included in the lineup. Is sixty years of Bond, so it's a great retrospective of James Bond movies because this year uh, is uh, sixty years since the first Bond movie in nineteen sixty two. Right? That's correct. And this is a retrospective that includes, um, I think, 14 films with yes. six different actors playing uh, the incomparable uh, Secret Service agent. So tell us more about how this tribute came about and in your festival planning and, uh, you know, how uh, how you uh, built this retrospective. Yeah, as I mentioned to you before we, we came on air very briefly, um, that I've been working on the festival since um, February and when I watched um, the Academy Awards, um, I think it was in March, they had that um, 60 Years of uh, Bond tribute. It was that, that you know, two or three-minute uh, trailer. And then I thought, ooh, that's something that I must secure this year for the, uh, the British Film Festival because it just, it just felt right. Um, I've been a huge um, Bond fan ever since I was a, um, a, a child and um, identified with all, um, all of the Bonds and, um, and, and then I was very fortunate that this year being the 60th anniversary, they've um, remastered all these films in uh, in 4K and they look absolutely incredible on the screen. Uh, there's nothing like 
seeing these films with a real audience. It's a completely different experience to seeing them at home on a, you know, a large TV or, you know, with your you know, handful of friends. When you see these films on the big screen, which is the way they were meant to be um, seen, they're a completely different film. And I really recommend um, everybody to try and catch at least one of these, um, you know, Bond uh, retrospectives. Um, I've had the privilege of seeing them on the um, on the screen at the uh, at the Astor in uh, in Melbourne here, and they look absolutely amazing, pristine. Look, I still remember my first uh, Bond movie, which was uh, um, Live and Let Die. So um, <laughs> that was uh, uh, my my very first one, and uh, it's really is a very iconic. Uh, uh, series, so it's uh, is a is great to see on the big screen. You are totally right. It's a completely different experience. Yeah, that's so true, Christiana. So, uh, Kim, thank you very much for your time. This is very exciting that we are uh, about to to see more British films very soon. And the British Film Festival opens on the 18th of October and it is showcased at Palace Cinemas in seven cities across Australia until the 16th of November. And I've been talking to Kim Petalas, the festival director of the British Film Festival, and I'm Cristela Palmieri for Fred Film Radio, the Festival Insider. Fred Film Radio, 24-7 on fred.fm and smartphone apps.